You are listening to Black Man in the Right World. Hey everybody, this is Mike. This is Grant. And today we're talking about social media. And the Netflix mega hit show, Squid Game. What do those two things have in common with each other? Listen to the episode and find out. Here's a hint. Dystopian society. You just gave it away. (laughs) Okay. So, Mike, last night I had a dream. And full disclosure, uh, I watched pretty much the entire season of Squid Game last night. Um, I started it on Friday, but uh, finished it last night. Uh, Amazing show. You're late. I know. Uh, Two weeks late, apparently. But um, I had a dream, and in the dream... I was in a competition, similar to, you know, no spoilers, but, um, you know, so, so, something related to the show. And uh, in the competition, it was like paintball meets Fortnite. Oh, so wow. You used re- to be addicted to Fortnite. Yes, I, I played that game a lot. Yep. Uh, and so in that dream, the stakes were high, right? Shooting paintballs at Fortnite-like characters, but... As prize money to win the competition, one of the people I was playing with decided that their dream was always to open a Chinese restaurant. And I'm lo and behold, they buy an old P.F. Chang's, uh, and all of a sudden, you, me, and this guy are all working at P.F. Chang's together, um, running his restaurant for him. And it's like P.F. Chang's like in Bakersfield. Ooh, this, yeah, I am triggered. <laughs> I used to work at P.F. Chang's for like 12 years. So, yeah, this is this is triggering. But it was so real. And we were like, we had to figure out, like, how to get to work and, like, serving customers and all of this. It was weird because I've never worked in the restaurant industry. You don't need to at this point. But it was like we were at an old P.F. Chang's that we were retrofitting and turning into this new restaurant. What did, what did your P.F. Chang's look like? What did the inside look like? Have you ever been to an actual one? Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, it looked like the one that you used to work at in... Uh, Anaheim? Like, in Anaheim, oh, by uh, like the intro of it, but there was like Chinese characters on the wall. Yeah, um, like big Chinese characters that kind of glowed, um, and it was like kind of small, hole in the wall type place. Um, this I'm sure is riveting to our <laughs> listeners, <laughs> but I had to tell you that I had a dream about you and me working at Pierre Shake. I, I I love that you're dreaming about me, but like that, I I mean I dream about the restaurant too, but it. It's a server nightmare, which people like have that worked in the like restaurant industry. Which is what? Like, what's the equivalent? Like, you have a dream where you like are in the restaurant and you just keep getting tables and keep getting sat, but you can't greet everyone. And they're like, I have no time to greet everyone. And you try to make drinks, but you can't get the drinks right. Oh. And like, you just like, it's like a trapped in purgatory. Yeah, that's that sucks. So yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like yours, but if that, if I hope you don't have no Raven Simone, that's so Raven futuristic. Like foresight shit, because I am not going back. You, like, you wouldn't want to open a Chinese restaurant uh, with me and our no, no, no. mutual friend. No, 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 not I. I do not. I do not want to do that. I like I no no shade against PF Chang's. That just was the period of my life and like microaggressions and like growing up and racism that I didn't have time to deal with right now. I don't want to go back there. So, uh, well, before we get to the show, the Squid Game show, the Squid um, Game. Something else happened this week. What I happened? guess this will be two weeks from when this airs, but. Um, so whistleblower came out and blew the whistle on Facebook. A very small whistle. 
You, you didn't think this was a big deal? I mean, I okay, we can talk about it, but you know me. I, I'm like, whatever, bitch. I mean, not bitch. Whatever. <laughs> you ain't said nothing that special. Like, I knew that Facebook was shady from day one, but whatever. Let's go. Tell yeah, it, it more or less was confirming what everyone suspected. All right, so I have an article here from NPR and just kind of explains, like, what, what happened. So the whistleblower, uh, a data scientist named Frances Hagen, revealed herself to be the whistleblower behind a massive exposure of the inner workings at Facebook. Ooh. Prior to appearing on 60 Minutes on Sunday, Hagen, I believe it's Hagen, I could be. It is that. now. Yeah. A former employee at the social media giant kept her identity a secret after sharing thousands of pages of internal Facebook documents to the media and federal law enforcement. I think you'll remember as this was coming out, um, there were some headlines about how like Instagram is toxic to teen girls and how like Facebook lets like certain um, specific, well-known uh, influencer types get away with not following the rules that they set up for other people, right? Um, so these stories kind of came out over the last couple of weeks, but this woman, I guess, is the source of all of it, right? Wow. And so she says she also testified to Congress this week, right, that the information she shared, the company. Uh, suggests that the company deceived the public and its investors about its ability to deal with hate speech and misinformation on its platform. Facebook, over and over again, has shown it chooses profit over safety, she said during an interview on Sunday. So her document dump, her testimony scheduled in front of Congress, and an ongoing investigative reporting series into the company are potentially pushing Facebook into its biggest crisis yet. Um, so... We can get into just like basically what they talked about, but that's not really what we cover on the show. We like to cover more like what are the social implications of all of this stuff, right? Yeah, because I, I mean, you know, I have strong opinions about this because it's one of those things where it's like we're we like we love in America and the world. We love to find like these weird scapegoats just to discuss the same topic over and over and over again. We go, oh, my gosh, it's like. The invention of color television that has caused people to be like mean to each other and violent towards each other and, and hate each other and be shallow and, and, and ruin their families. And then we're like, oh, now it's fast food and the way how we eat fast food is making us greedy and, and uh, obese. And it's like we always keep finding these reasons to explain why we are naturally just fucked up. <laughs> Like, like <laughs> Facebook and Instagram and all that, it's, all it is doing is just giving us a real-time speed-up uh, visualization of all the shitty things that Americans or, or people all over the world do. Like, we, we, we bully each other because we bully each other, because that's, because that's some messed-up shit that we got going on ourselves. Like, Facebook is just giving us a platform to do that. Okay, so I'm going to unpack that. So, yes, that is definitely true. Right. And yeah. that's what I've thought for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. But what the argument that Francis is making is essentially not only does Facebook struggle to deal with the natural inclination of humans to do that, but it specifically designs its algorithms to promote that type of content but and, and make it a bigger like it's make it spread more naturally like wildfire so but let me elaborate now that is that is not a facebook strategy that is that is an american that is a world strategy they didn't they didn't they didn't uh they're they're not new to this game they're true to this game like i like to say where <laughs> they it's the what do you what do you think redlining is or gerrymandering 
What do you think uh, putting like liquor stores and certain rap music and and drugs in a certain like black communities? What do you think like uh, like showing certain like body types of women and 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 models and stuff on television and having Barbie dolls look a certain way and giving them the girls? All these things they they can they cannot do that and not contribute to the problem, but they they they're choosing profit over over reason or uh, over the safety of human beings to yeah. make make a dollar so that's why I, when i hear that facebook is doing the same thing like oh we we totally could just stop you know catering or curating or using algorithms to promote this shit so we can get more clicks and more money bought and more and more attention i know they have the power to stop that i know they're not going to do it because at the end of the day they they're you know when you're a multi-billion dollar company you got to continue to keep that billions coming yeah. So they gon' they gonna choose the billions. They ain't gonna they're not gonna choose like, oh, you know, let's do the right thing and save the world. It's it's unfortunate, but and and it it sucks that that it's that way. But I I think Facebook is just in the same group with the dairy industry, with the meat industry, with uh media, with all these other these other industries and these other big giant uh institutions that we know are causing more sometimes causing more problems than helping but they somehow can get away with it we know how fucking bad the oil industry is but like somehow them motherfuckers still get to just keep doing whatever they want pipes busting blowing up the whole fucking pacific ocean on fire and shit like (laughs) all the fish dead but somehow everybody's still driving their cars everywhere yeah Basically, because it's been set up, uh, certain aspects of society have been set up to benefit those industries the, the way that the status quo is set, right? The yeah. status quo is it's really impossible to get anywhere without a car, so therefore I'm going to keep driving it. Uh, and I'm going to keep filling up my gas tank, because without a gas tank, I can't do that. Now, obviously, there's electric cars and all that, but that's all new stuff, and it's expensive, and it's like trying to eat vegetables, like from whole foods right now it's like yeah okay you can be privileged and go to whole foods and spend like four hundred dollars on groceries yeah or you can be you know an average american person who's like just trying to feed their family and goes to vons and gets you know frozen dinners for like 80 bucks yeah but both of those are going to still always exist because there's always gonna be somebody needs to go one or the other i i think what what's scary is that we have entered a space now that Facebook and Instagram are on the same playing field as an, as an automobile. Yeah. As a car. Where it's as like food. Okay. And it's I'm, become a necessity now. And I'm so glad you brought that up because what happened right after that internet or that interview came out? The shit Facebook, shut down. Yeah. Facebook was shut down for like six hours. Ooh. I, I'm, see, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I'm, I'm going to see, but like, I don't give a fuck if people try to judge me or whatever, say that I use social media too much. I use social media a lot. What did so you when do? It, so when it was shut down, it, I was not right. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> what I happened? Got, I need to see shit. I was like, I can't see nothing. I can't talk to nobody. I can't like, I need, I need, I need to look. I'm nosy. What's going on? How am I supposed to know what's happening? How am I supposed to tell people what's happening with me? Like, I was like, I, I pop on Instagram and, and, and that shit a lot. So I'm not even going to lie. When it was down for a little while, I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, and if someone says go read a book and all that shit, motherfucker, I read books too. I read books while I'm on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I just like, it was, it, it was so weird to not have it and it ended up being a blessing in disguise of course like an hour or two sure. like i was like oh you know i can go do some other shit yeah but it was it was weird to to have that go away well and i read a lot of people you know because i i'm i'm not gonna lie to you i i love a little bit of chaos i think there's a part of me that's a bit of an anarchist still even to this day 
So the fact that it went down, I was like kind of relishing it a little bit where I was like, good, they deserve to have this happen to them for the moment. Now, All right, were you the hacker? No, <laughs> no, 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 I, 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 but I read a lot of people talking about like, hey, okay, sure, Facebook went down, but so much money goes on Facebook from small businesses. Yeah. So many people need Instagram uh, to run their small businesses, whether you're an influencer. I saw some video that was like, that was like uh, influencers and anti-vaxxers are like, well, what are we going to do now? Um, but but it's more than just those people on Instagram, right? Um, a lot of people rely on on these platforms. But most importantly, Facebook also owns WhatsApp. And WhatsApp is a tool that a lot of people use to communicate with their family all over the world. Yeah. And that was a huge, that was hugely important for that to be online. Yeah. I mean, all of these things, like you said, are on the level of automobiles. Some I mean, politicians brought up a good point, though. Uh, and you know, there's you know, there's some rhetoric about like this is this also brings light to a glaring problem with monopoly with monopolies oh. and like because if these companies were separate, Facebook would have just been shut down, and then, and then Instagram and WhatsApp and all of them would continue to run. But because they own all of them, it fucks up everything. So such it's, a good point. Yeah, it's like like because of that, it's the same thing if like Disney just you know went defunct or something. It ruins so many properties because they took over all these properties, and it's like yeah. good on them, but at the same time, it. It gives too much power to one entity, and it's like if something happens to that one thing, it, it takes away a lot from a lot of other stuff. So it's like, oh yeah, how how we should be there should be a little stronger regulation on who gets what company gets to buy what and take over what. You know? And they're trying to do that, but they're doing, but they're doing a horrible. Well, it's too job. late now. They they already got them. What they gonna give it back to what? <laughs> yeah, they there's been talk of that, like spinning off Instagram and WhatsApp from Facebook, but like it'll take years to to figure out. So like there was this. Um, we could get into the conspiracy theories of why it went down in a minute. But, I love a conspiracy theory. Um, but there's this article that came out like two days ago on CNBC, and it was basically like, what realistically happens next to Facebook following the whistleblower revelations? And the key takeaways are Facebook's investors and advisors or advertisers didn't run away after the whistleblower testified that the company harms teen girls' mental health and profits from outrage. Facebook made $29 billion in the second quarter of 2021 up 56% from the year prior, with a net profit of more than $10 billion. And advertisers can't get enough of the company's targeting and scale. So basically nothing <laughs> happens to Facebook because of this. And regulators in the U.S. are going to take years to do anything about it. Um, regulators in the EU can do only so much, but they're, they're going to definitely try to. They've actually been quite good at finding these companies. But yeah, it's just like... Um, the only thing that will probably happen is the EU will regulators will press for, you know, fines and changes. They'll make it difficult for, you know, the bad PR will make it difficult for Facebook to recruit good people. Um, and it may encourage more people to track out or opt out of getting tracked uh, from, by Facebook on their phone. I always click opt out when, I, when those things pop up. I don't know. I'm like, is that going to take away certain like things I can do on the app or something if I say no? But I just feel weird that it's asking me that question. I guess the biggest question is like, are people going to delete their Facebook? Accounts? No. Like, are you going to delete your Facebook account? No. They have what they have what information they need to have already. Like, I don't. At this point, I'm not going to. What? A, it's too late. I already put my shit on there. I already took the red pill or whatever. I can't go back. 
<laughs> so, yeah. Unfortunately, like I, I, it just like I'm gonna ride the wave until until it's gone. If it's gone, it's gone. Like I was here. I loved MySpace. I loved the shit out of MySpace. That was revolutionary and game changing. And then that shit went away. And I moved. And I figured it out and moved on. So like, I can. I'm fine. I, like, even if the iPhones just suddenly disappeared, we stopped having smartphones. I just figured it out. Like I, to me, it's it's a very important. I've. I become in, like not indoctrinated, but I become so used to having these social media apps and this and this way of life. But at the same time, I also not I'm not I'm not a person who's afraid of change. I can adapt to to the next thing or the new thing or the or but going back to an old thing. Like I it's it's fine. I grew up in the in the, the age where we had to remember our friends' phone numbers and write it down on a little piece of paper and call our friend from the, on a house phone. Yeah. I also grew up in a time where email wasn't a thing and you had to still write letters, like, you know, or handwrite checks. So, like, I, as a millennial, I, I benefited from that. So I can I can do with or without. Now, I can't say that for, you know, generation with alpha, which is like three years old, three, three or four-year-old kids. Is that uh, what they're called? Alpha? I think so. Yeah, it's alpha, right? Yeah. It's, it's I, yeah. Gen I, Z. Uh, or... Um, the or Gen Z kids who are like TikTokers and all that shit, like yeah. they that it they grew up completely with these with these types of things. So yes, that is gonna be very weird. That's to for for social media and stuff like that to change to completely change whether how it's regulated or how it is used would would change a lot for them. The same way if for like TV went away for me, like because I right. I had that sense of forever, you know, That's or true. you know, so like it's it's. That that is crazy. Well, do you think? Because I feel like with all of this coming out, there's this argument for well, social media has driven more harm than good, right? A lot of people are talking about that, and a lot of these people are also like, yeah, we should delete them, uh, and and you know, why do we need it? Um, which really doesn't really make sense as an argument, and I'm not doing a good job of of, of saying all of stating all of the arguments on that side of things. But we do still kind of need social media. But I, I had this question that I asked you and I was like, well, because I watched this video and essentially the video said um, all of the content that goes viral online, yeah. on most sources, is an in-group talking about an out-group. So the in-group could be anything. Could be, you know, people who love pineapple and pizza versus people who don't or the reverse. It could be um, talking trash on people who like this show or that show. Political. It can be identity-based. It could be so many different things. But the content that always goes viral that people share is something where they are of an insider talking about an outsider. It's not, it's not the content that like, brings people together. It's not like the stuff where it's like, we're all so... Like, you know, we're all one race and we're all human and we all, you know, should share and like, look at this positive thing that people are doing. It's never that stuff. No. It's always the stuff that's like talking trash. And, like, yeah. Know. One person has something that grinds their gears or a gripe or something. and That people relate to. Yeah. Which there, it's positive because there's like a relatability to it, but there's also, it's also negative because it's at something else's expense or someone else's expense. And so I guess my question to you and let me see if I can pull it up here. So there is this push and pull between like, is Facebook and its algorithms, you know, pushing this enragement engagement? What if more attention 
I guess like the question I said, like good news doesn't get shared that much as bad news, right? But if we give more attention to good news, does that just cover up bad things in the world? Uh, yeah. I don't I don't want to do that. I don't I don't want to be like, oh, we just have to delete all the bad stuff on Facebook or we just have to like I think we just need to learn how to fucking I think we need to deal with the actual people, the actual problem. Like how the audacity we have like we have where like Texas is like, oh, we're going to just totally like ban abortions and 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 control women's bodies and then everyone gets mad about it on the internet and they go, "See see what Facebook did?" And it's like, "No, that's not no. You made that law." <laughs> That's, that's where true. people are. That's what caused the problem. That don't don't come out. Don't don't try to create these issues. And then when people flip out about it, whether they're on the side for it or against it, on social media, say that social media is the problem uh, uh, for exposing that. Like if if you if you don't want people to be racist and bigoted and hateful and homophobic and misogynistic all over social media, then how about we address those issues in real time? So yeah. like like that doesn't make it doesn't make any sense because even if you get rid of Facebook and all that, everyone gonna still be that way. It's just everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna go back to being covert racist again. Now now we don't get to know that Jim Bob in Kentucky is, hates black people. Right, and I know that now because I get to see on his Instagram or his Facebook. But if we get rid of that, he's still gonna be the same person he always was. It's just now he gets to get away with more. So like. Do you think that putting the attention on Facebook and being like, oh, Facebook's so evil because they're like, like basically encouraging this takes it away from the actual people doing the posting. Are they encouraging it, though? I don't know. I mean, they, I guess essentially the argument is that sharing on social media makes people more angry and depressed. <laughs> like, that's essentially what it is. Like, the way that it's set up right now makes people more it angry It sounds like, to me, it's like, oh, we, as the predominant white people, we don't like being reminded of how, like, much we contribute to the problems of the world. And if you guys keep reminding us, it makes us feel bad. Pretty much. So, like, stop. But let us keep posting videos of us in Hawaii on boats and shit. Pretty much, yeah. Because that makes us feel good. Oh, but it'll make the poor people feel bad. Yeah, but the poor people always feel bad. So let's just let them feel bad. What? No. No, 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 no. Like, I, 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 think we need, I think we need to fix a, We need to fix our human problem. We need to fix the human condition. And then, it, and then you won't even have to worry about it. It could be whoever the fuck. Facebook, Instagram, scoobity doobity woobity doo. I don't, it don't <laughs> matter what the app is. It just, like, if we fix the human condition and, and address, like, our, the human problems and, and our relationships with each other, then, then we don't have to worry about any whistleblowers exposing how companies are, are abusing people. It's, it's literally like... If I worked at a job and our CEO and our boss is like, hey, everybody, make sure you guys just don't ever let anyone, anything come out that how we treat each other and how fucked up this company is. We just want to make sure that's the most, that's the biggest priority we have here is just make sure no one finds out how fucked up everything is and then everything will be fine at this company. I'm like, how about we just stop making everything fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. How about we make this a better environment? I don't want to. I don't want to spend all my time trying to make sure everyone thinks it's a better environment. How about we just actually try to make it one? Like, like that. that is, I feel like this is how we treat the Earth too. It's like, yeah. how about we do everything in our power to make it look like the Earth is not about to, to completely die, or or how about we just try to make the not make the earth not completely die. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like <laughs> fix the problem by actually fixing it, not by how much can we dress it up to make it make it feel better. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I and, and I think that maybe the nuance of the argument that we're missing is that like, oh, the the people who who are blaming Facebook here are saying Facebook is making it worse because conspiracy theories 
and content that <laughs> is covertly racist that people like your grandma doesn't know is racist. They're sharing it and thinking it's true facts. Well, grandma's well, a dumb bitch. <laughs> okay, but okay, but but. <laughs> Let's, but, just, let's just put that out there. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. She, but she but to, to that point, like, and this stuff gets promoted and, and gets shared faster. Like, the, what's the famous quote? Like, the, the a lie spreads faster than the truth can put its pants on or whatever. Like, the phrase. I've never heard that. Yeah, I think it's a Winston Churchill quote or something. So maybe that's why. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like the conspiracy theory aspect of it where it's like fake information spreads and then that makes people more racist and more like angry and pissed off. Like, you know, like where it's like maybe grandma isn't racist, but she shares a racist thing not knowing and being but, like, no, grandma's racist. See, that's, I, I can't. Was agree. that me but trying to apologize for grandma? Yeah. Okay. Not, not, this is, uh-huh. this is, this is a fake grandma, by the way. Yeah. This is fake grandma. I don't grandma. think we have any. Yeah. Uh, but the, it's I it once again it's just like yes it, it is contributing to a, a problem but it's the same it, this is this is very this is slightly controversial but mm-hmm. it's the same way how I feel about guns uh where we we there are people who make the argument like oh if we just completely just regulate guns extremely then everything will be fine I'm like no because those if the people are violent and, and messed up and confused about how to use guns properly they that there's a problem with them. Like that doesn't taking a gun away from a ki- from a kid who feels the necess- the need to to shoot up a school doesn't stop him from feeling like he needs to shoot up a school. He's still completely damaged. Right. What are we gonna do to fix him? Help him? Right. Now, yes. Now, yes. He did. He wasn't able to cause more harm easily, which is what having the access to the, to assault weapons and stuff like that cause, it, it contributes to the problem. But removing that little piece that amplified the problem doesn't get rid of it. It only yeah. it only gets rid of the amplification. It doesn't it doesn't get rid of the fact that he had that he feels that he has the capacity to do that. We need to address people's capacity to to believe. And a crazy conspiracy theory about vaccines or about the earth being flat or about uh, Jewish people or about black people or about immigrants. We need, we need to address the capacity to, to, to look at a woman's body and be like, oh, well, let me tell you what's wrong with it and what she should do with it. And, and, I, and I can judge it or I can judge myself based off of hers. We need to, addre- we need to address people's capacity to, to even have the audacity to bully someone or, or be mean to someone because we're hiding behind a fake avatar on our little... Um, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Like that 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 stuff is not gonna go away overnight. So like I I I guess I'm, I'm what I'm talking about is just so big, like it's so big brained where it's like we like <laughs> how are we gonna be able to do all of that? Yeah, they take it to the next level, but it's like, okay, yeah, sure, let's fix the problems with humanity. Like yeah, done. Like, but I I think I think it's I think we need to talk about it. Like these things like the whistleblower needs to be more commonplace. Like what she did needs to happen more often. It needs to happen. It needs to happen with Amazon. It needs to happen with McDonald's, with PF Chang's. It needs to happen with, <laughs> with Fox News. Like if all if people are held accountable, uh, in every which corporation and in every institution, whether it's politics, religion, family, the nuclear family, whatever, whatever sect or group is has whistleblowers continually calling out these problems. I bet you people will start getting their shit together. 
companies like Facebook would be like, okay, well, next time, let's just not even let the, these people spread all this misinformation because we don't want to have another whistleblower situation. Not realizing what they're what they're actually doing is just being better people and not contributing <laughs> to the problem. They yeah. think they're avoiding avoiding another crisis, but you can avoid another crisis by just being a better person. So I, I think I think we just we need more whistleblowers. We need we need more people calling shit out. That's what I that's what I'm hoping that comes from this is that people feel more empowered like her to be like, hey, when y'all have a misstep here or there with your company, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let everybody know. Sixty minutes, all of them. But 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 check this out now. So say all of a sudden people do start calling things out more. And yeah. then Facebook's like, you know what? We're going to crack down on misinformation. We're going to crack down on negative content that is people in an in-group talking about an out-group. We're going to crack down on whistleblowers without it being stated that it's actually whistleblowers they're cracking down on. For instance... It was really interesting that uh, Facebook was down in the six hours following this whistleblower coming out so people couldn't talk about it on Facebook. That was very interesting to me. What yeah. did you, what did that you think? That was very bold. I mean, we, it's obvious what they did. I was like, that's some Olivia Pope shit. They were like, okay, well, y'all about to talk shit about us? Hell no. No, you're not. <laughs> on what? You better talk about us on Twitter because we shutting this shit down. <laughs> like that's my that's my conspiracy theory. You know, people can say all these different things are hackers and all stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, nah. Straight up, Facebook and Instagram was like, hell no. You not about to whistleblow us. You not about to share this video of her whistleblowing shit on our stuff. You think you about to go viral on our shit? And when you talking about us? No, but like basically, it's like if. Or when students, like militant students and stuff, wanted to call out the school and then they like would use school platforms to do it. Like we're gonna get everyone in the auditorium, we're gonna we're gonna post posters all over the school, we're gonna use school uh, resources to talk shit on the school. The school could be like, No, we shutting this shit down. You ain't about to talk shit about us with our shit. So like mm-hmm. that's what Facebook is like I, you you not about to drag us with our own shit. <laughs> we not about to contribute to our own dragging. And like, you want you better get creative, motherfuckers. Y'all want to talk about it? And, and just to be clear, it probably wasn't a conspiracy theory. It could have just been horribly timed, or it could have been somebody on the inside who like put forward a, a program that deleted the domain so that no one could actually access Facebook. That I think is more likely because they've given very little information about it. They're basically like, yeah, it was a faulty update, but it's like. Who made the faulty update? A faulty update right after. Mm, come on now. They had to send people out. It was like a. It was like a, a movie. It was like see. the the nerds had to go all the way to the uh you know where the warehouse where they have all of the data centers and they oh they had, had to go, like it was like a big deal. They had to, to send Samuel L. Jackson's ass down to the uh data center where the Raptors at and shit. Pretty much. It was like Jurassic they, Park. Yeah, they was trying to get back on Facebook. It was like ah 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 ah. You don't know <laughs> this shit got real. What was that guy's name? Wilson from uh, Seinfeld or what's it? Yeah. No, what's he always calling? I haven't watched Seinfeld. I, I don't. I've never seen Seinfeld. We don't even need to get into really. That. It's on no. Netflix. I don't care. It was on everybody. It was on Hulu, Netflix. It was on uh, all of them. I don't give a fuck. It's like the guy who plays the UPS guy is the same dude who goes, uh, uh, uh. Because he lived in the same New York that the friends lived in where there was nobody but white people. Yeah. What part, what part and, of New York was that? Yeah, and the most cultural hub in the world, like multicultural hub, is somehow just only white people there. So I was like, whatever, I don't watch this. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I... 
conspiracy theories or not, like it more or less, it, it all was very convenient and yeah. it, it did change the game. Convenient the, and inconvenient at the same. But time. the thing was, is despite despite what we learned from the whistleblower, despite what we already know and physically experience on social media, and despite it shutting down for a little while, we all went back, and that mm-hmm. is why I think this the, the connection to it. I mean, is is really good for to talk about Squid Game. Let's do ne- it on Netflix. Let's do it because uh, so Squid Game. If you haven't seen it already, that's on you. Because I'm we gonna we might give some spoilers because ain't nobody got enough training to be like, oh, let's try to admit the the names. So I can barely say the names to begin with. So I, I'm it's, I'm gonna just talk about it very freely. So if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it and and stop listening to the episode. Uh, before we t- start talking about the show, can I just give some background info? Sure. Yeah. So, so Squid Game, right? Um, we'll 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 talk about the plot of it in a second. But essentially, it came out. I want to say it was like it'll be like three weeks ago um, when this comes out. Um, and the data science company Pair Analytics uh, essentially studied social media engagement, downloads, search results, and other interactions to measure and predict audience demand on content. And they found that after Squid Game came out, the the demand had gone up 481% since it's... Actually, this was just the, since, like, the press was talking about it on September 17th before it even launched, right? And it was increasing every day, like, from 481%. So when it came out on October 2nd, it had more than 102.9x more global demand than the average show. So by comparison, the peak demand of Game of Thrones was 358x, the average show. So Squid Game was like a third of the hype of Game of Thrones. Um, 82 million people supposedly watched it in its first like 28 days. And uh, Netflix's stock actually went up after it came out. Um, In fact, the entire stock market of South Korea went up after this show came out. And it was such a massive hit. Like, that's how big this show was during the weekend that it came out. The Squid Game hashtag on TikTok has 27 billion views, okay? Like, that is insane, like, cultural phenomenon. So that's just a little bit about the show. People are so simple. (laughs) Okay, give me your take on that. People are so fucking simple. Because, oh, this is the thing. You know, I I watch, like, I said this earlier, I watch a lot of anime and, like, or or live action shows from either Korea, China, Japan. So the the type of content and the and the style of it is nothing new. They they be making shit like this every week. <laughs> they got talk shows like that that look like Squid Game. So uh <laughs> but the so the what I so when I watched it, I was like, this was cool, this was riveting, it had great storyline, great visuals, like the production design, and we need to talk about that. Like whoever built these sets, come on now. These are real sets and they look great. Um so the that that was amazing to me, but but it wasn't that it wasn't revolutionary like it's never been done before. So I it was just interesting to me that it like it blew up the way it did. Some mm-hmm. of these shows just hit at the right time. Yeah, like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, all this stuff. They get great shows and stuff all the time, constantly coming out. But then all of a sudden there'll be one that just hits right at the perfect moment. Yeah, and and I think Squid Game just came right at a at a good moment. 
Like, cause we're all, I think everybody's kind of really, we're really fed the fuck up. Like everyone mm. is fed up and confused about big corporations. We're fed up and confused about politics, about our place in the world, about how we interact on social media, interact with each other, how we care about each other. Like all these things are at a, at a height, a heightened state. So when you get a show that kind of represents and shows that, everybody's going to be into it. Also, word of mouth. Also, we love violence. Yeah. Like humans need to realize that. That's why, why do you think Game of Thrones is so big? Because it wasn't, everybody wasn't watching it because they were like, oh my God, I just love dragons and like romantic medieval shit. No, they were like, I want to see people get their heads bashed in and get their heads chopped off. Like people, people are sick and gross. So. <laughs> Which we should circle back to that because I feel like the phenomenon around Squid Game matches the plot of Squid Game. Oh, yeah. Like the central idea of Squid Game. It becomes like meta. Like it's so meta. Like how everybody was up, obsessed with it. Yeah. Or is obsessed with it. Um, but yeah, do you want to tell us what it's about? And, and this is where I would say like the spoiler alert comes up. If you haven't seen it, pause the episode. Go at least watch like, I don't know, go start it and then come back and listen to this once yeah, you finished yeah. it. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not even going to go off the of names or the numbers that they have in the show. Uh, I'm just going to describe them. Uh, so yeah. there, there's uh, the main, there's one main character. He's like a deadbeat dad, uh, down and out, uh, lives with his mother. He, he ain't got no money. He he gambles. He got problems. Um, then he ends up meeting this guy randomly on the street. It just and then this guy randomly gives him like an option, plays a game with him, and then by playing this game, he basically enters in an agreement to move forward on to the, what ends up being a Squid Game, but. The way how they get all these people for Squid Game is they basically they put they put them through this game, but they like knock them all out, put them on an island. They don't know how they got there, change their clothes, and now everybody's just hundreds of people just in this little like barracks together, and they all have to play these series of games that end up resulting into their to their death. But if they win and progress through these games, they get to win like millions of dollars because each one of them. Uh, I think there's money associated with each each person. Yeah. Well, the the key the key thing that you left out is that all of the people who play this game are in extreme financial yeah, distress. Like like this guy. This, yeah. the, the main character I'm talking about is Debbie Dad. He's a Every, degenerate gambler, is what he is. Yeah. Like he he like he is trying to make money to like get get essentially get out of the hole that he built for himself, which honestly sounds like it came from like it could have happened to anyone type of debt that he's in yeah but now he his only way to like get out of that is to like make these like big bets on like horse races and stuff yeah even even the money that he takes to like give to his daughter to buy his daughter a present he goes and squanders it gambling trying to get the little claw uh, the prize out of the claw machine like it's so good the writing but he's he's that desperate and 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 in that mindset but his intention Yes. Like the process, the process of how he's trying to receive the money is is fucked up. Yes. But his intention is what is is what's compelling to me. Yeah. And so him, and then there's others, a couple of other characters. There's like there's this young woman who's like a pickpocket. She's like she's involved with gangs at one point. Um, and she, but she has a little brother that she's also trying to take care of. So it's mm-hmm. like it's like her life and crime and her being in debt was was at was for her brother. So like, is this the best? Is she going about the best way? Absolutely not. There's another guy who's like who's like the he's the the smart brainiac of the neighborhood. He actually knows the main character. Yeah, and the Wonder he go- Boy kind of thing. Like yeah. He went to the good college. And yeah, he's working in America and all this. And he 
he ends up like going in extreme debt and stuff like that and lost a bunch of money with the company and stuff like that through, you know, negative, bad, embezzlement type ways. So he's basically screwed and his, his family's like in danger. Yeah. So he's in, he needs the money also to help his family. So all these people did, made these very bad choices, but the bad choices came about because they were att- initially trying to do something to support themselves or their families. Yeah, which is totally relatable. Like that happens, like think about how many people end up in debt in the world to like off of ventures that they thought were going to work probably for either it was their passion or it was like to support their family yeah i'm gonna make it big honey and then and then you don't yeah think about how many people are in debt to go to school to make your life better like how 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 can you how can any person be in debt to go to school to 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 make their life better that is a flawed system that we have right Why now. Why would it... I'm surprised that there was no, like, person that was just in the Squid Game, like, hi, I'm, I'm just a college student. I, yeah, I, if they did this in America, it would just be <laughs> all the people that, like, millennials that just it, went into debt. Yeah, like, it'd be millennials. Like, like, no, I'm not really, like... I didn't do any crimes or anything. I just work a minimum wage job, and it sucks, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm studying to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just America's, like, financial system is really shitty, so, like, we all need this money. It's just, just normal-ass people. Yeah, but yeah, that's it, so true. Like American, like no, normal Americans would totally be <laughs> like in this situation. The like, average American, it, yeah. it would be a lot of people. The Squid Game would be big in America. Which, by the way, game shows are really big in in America, where people win money. Like, yeah, my game show. I mean, it, it it's gonna air today on Sunday ten. 10, 10 but this episode ain't gonna air today because ain't nobody got time like that yeah but it's so yeah but legends of the hidden temple I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be on that show it wasn't like squid game though maybe but, but do you actually die uh maybe we remember we talked about this we, i could have died i'm just a ghost right now i mean that that conspiracy theory is yeah. picking up because that moat was there. real that moat was real it was deep so but anyway in in Squid Game, all of these people, like we said, had have these debts and reasons to to really desperately need this money. So it, the, their reasons for being here in this game, even though this, it, this game can lead to their death based off of some of the games that happen, uh, it's they 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 have nowhere else to go. They're like butt down and out. And that's that's what was so compelling and interesting is that at one point, so they, they go through the first game. And the first game, just to give because you're probably going to see it in the trailer, you probably already seen it just walking around. It's this yeah. big old robot girl, and they playing red light, green light, like the little kid's game. And yeah. when this little girl turn around you and say, she say red light, you better stop moving. If you move... They, 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 guns, there's guns all over the place. And there's the like sniper rifles yeah. in the whole and wall. And they just start sniping people. Yeah. <laughs> pretty shit. much. It's so I, dark. Like, I'm laughing, but like this shit was crazy. Yeah. Was I was so like, dark. wait a minute, wait a minute. And like, it was like a slight movement. And I was, I was trying to, I was watching it too close. It was like, now if you blink, is that movement? If you just like flinch, is that movement? Because some people were flinching and stuff. I was like, okay, the movie can't be perfect. The show can't be perfect. But I was like, some people flinching. Like he should have been shot. Out of they missing some people. But anyway, no, they did address that because if you're behind someone, it won't catch you. So you want to try and be towards the back, but not so far that you don't make it by the time limit. Yeah, sure. It's yeah. a dress. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. yeah. I mean, somebody right. was like flitting and going, huh? and I was like, uh-uh, shoot him. Yeah. Okay, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not in charge of Squid Game because I'd have been like, I'd have kid everybody. Even if one person left, uh, it's like he win. <laughs> he blinked. His hair moved. Shoot him. Uh, but they after this first game, it's obviously intense. A lot of these people did not expect people to be getting killed and shit. So then they give the option because one of the rules is in the in the game 
if every if the majority agrees, you guys can end the game and go home. Long story short, they end up uh, uh, barely agreeing uh, the majority to go home after the first game. But everyone's lives when they go back home are so shitty that they remind about how shitty it was and how much money they don't have. Everybody wants to come back. Yeah, so they call in, like, because they say, like, 93% of people call in and say they want to do it again. Yeah, so then everybody got, now everybody got to come back to the game. <laughs> and, it, and that's what's funny to me. It reminds me of social media is because we have, how many times do we need to have these conversations? Whether it's a whistleblower, whether it's AOC, whether it's Bernie Sanders, whether it's your pastor, your mom, your dad, your best friends. Whoever is trying to, like, expose how much social media is detrimental to us. My dad. We Yeah, your dad. <laughs> he's, like, he's always called Facebook, like evil yeah okay that's fresh <laughs> i'm not i don't need to go into why but <laughs> yeah we'll just i'll just we'll just leave it at that between us he also calls it spacebook which i'm like spacebook isn't even a good diss see yeah all of that all of that is, that's that's fresh coming from him he's giving he's giving very white male energy like this other thing is so bad okay um anyway uh but in in uh, Squid Game, they all go back to the game, and then also for us, we go back to these things, to these, to the social media. We go back to Instagram. We go back to Facebook. We go back to all these bad habits or things, even though we know, uh, bad things that are associated with it. Because we're like, I, I I'm just gonna focus on the reason, the good reasons why I need it or why I use it. Mm-hmm. Same thing, I think these people, these characters in Squid Game, are like, I just need the money for good reasons. I have a good reason to need this money, so that's why I'm coming back. I'm like, but you know, you don't care about the fact that it's you could die from it or it can kill other people. A lot, everyone just kind of gets really selfish. Yeah. And so that that part of the show, like that's when the show kicks off, is when when everybody comes back to the game. Yeah. Because they don't leave from that point. They stay. It's the the rest of the show basically just. This. Everyone knows the stakes, and they're all all in it to win it at that point. Yes. Um. But uh, I guess, like, what I also want to get into is some some of the, like, themes, like, the thematic uh, parts of, of some of the characters in Squid Game, how, uh, what, what was compelling to me. One was the fact that there are these people that are guards um, there that basically, like, run, they, like, run the show or run run the game, and they monitor, you know, if the breaking of the rules, they clean out the dead bodies, they keep everything flowing and going. They're basically, like... The the Ietsia of, of Squid Game. Uh, <laughs> keep it relevant. Keep it topical. Yeah, keep it topical. They're like they're basically like the crew, but yeah. they those those characters all wear masks and you can't see their faces. All the people that are in the game, you can see their faces. They're all wearing like green, bluish green jumpsuits. The other guys are wearing orange or not orange, pink, uh, like jumpers or whatever. Yeah. And they've got these like black, black faceless masks. Black, black faceless masks. And that was so interesting because that makes me think about uh, who we are in, in our world. Like, are you the person that's like playing a square game or are you the person in the pink with the mask? The pe- person in the pink with the mask is like that whistleblower woman. She just took her mask off. Mm. Or it's it's the other people who use Facebook for business. It's the other people who use Instagram for business. Where it's they're in- like, I'm just here doing a job kind of yeah. thing. Inf- even I would say even influencers, comedians, whoever whoever uses these things for their benefit or their gain, they're like, uh, I I know it's probably bad, but like you gotta understand, like I it's just it's the system, it's the way it is. I'm I'm working here. I'm 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 gonna, I'm I'm doing my best to keep things flowing and going, but it's like you're actually kind of contributing to the problem. Well, even us, I mean, we post the show on face uh, on Instagram. Oh hell yeah, 
Yeah. I use all the social medias. So at the end of the day, I'm probably one of the pink people with the mask on. My bad. <laughs> I actually said that I was when I was watching it. The guys that would come out and like clean up the dead bodies with the little forklift, like yeah. I was like, I definitely would be that guy. <laughs> just I would just come out like I would have had a little coffin because every time someone would die, they would walk out with these little like black coffins with the red bow or on it. Yeah, it looks like actually it looks like the gift that he buys his daughter and the. In the very beginning of the game. Yeah. It's like a little bow. Or like they'll send the cards to invite people to the squid game in these little boxes. In, in these little, little boxes. boxes that look like that. So like they, yeah. they always show it with that box. And I just thought that was funny because like sometimes you wouldn't even show you who died. You just, they'd be like, what's going on? And all of a sudden a guy come out with the box like, oh shit, somebody dead somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Somebody yeah. underneath a, a couch, somebody dead must have died and they sleep. But yeah. <laughs> I just want to get one of those boxes now. Like when somebody's like getting on my nerves and just walk out with it. Oh, God. <laughs> Or, well, it was funny, too. Like, they had some... Uh, I sent you the screenshot. There was, like, uh, when they come back to the game, it's on June 23rd, which is your birthday. Yeah, I I didn't even catch that. You sent it to me, and I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that that card is exactly my birthday on yeah. that night. So we know what your next birthday is going to be. Oh, it's going to be Squid Game themed. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a tangent. But, like, it's uh, definitely... Because last year it was Midsummer, uh, Midsummer, which, like, the movie... And it was kind of creepy. So this year, next year, it'll be Squid Game. And I'm just going to have, I'm going to lock all you guys up in a room. And then you got to, whoever survives gets to celebrate my birthday with me. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you, you really have a passion for movies where people show up to an event, not sure what's going to happen. And then they end up dead. I mean, damn, you made it sound like people died on my last birthday. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna confirm or deny. I, I didn't see there was, get home, there was some all. ego death. There definitely was some <laughs> ego death there. Yeah, um, I experienced one of those. But yeah, so that the theme of, of the two different people that are involved in the game, whether you're like the pink guys that are, that are running it, mm-hmm. or you're the person in the green jumpsuit who's like forced to play. It's it that reminds me so much of our society. And and it's so interesting too because there's a lot of the characters that are in the in the green jumpsuits, they all they all first come off like I immediately when I first saw them, I was like, they're all selfish, they get on my nerves. But then as it progressed, I started to sympathize with a lot of them and realized what what they were kind of what the show might have been trying to explain to us. Cause all these people were very dependent on 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 others whether mm. whether they were dependent on others like being a mentor or like having friends or having like love or siblings or their daughter their mother their uh their you know stuff like that they all had these they all had these people to depend on and they were so dependent on people and it in that might have been the reason why they were all involved in the game mm. and then that makes me think about social media like why else would we need social media? It's because we're so much dependent on other people. Yeah, like we're we, social. We're social creatures. Yeah, we need like I need everyone's opinion. I need I need everyone to like my comment. I need everyone to like my picture. I need everyone to do this. That's why I need it. I just I if I don't have that, and it's so weird because we didn't we didn't even have that at first. At one point, we we lived without it. Which is, and you could also say the same thing for a lot of these people in the Squid Game. They probably didn't, they, and they weren't always involved in the Squid Game. They always probably didn't even have money to lose. They were, there's probably a point where they were just, just fine. So how did they get here? It's just like, it's, but it's like, uh, it's so interesting that, that I was able to sympathize with them because then it makes me realize and think like, damn, how much people am I sympathizing with 
uh, as far as so- social media goes. Like when we had this initial argument or this initial conversation, I was kind of just saying like, oh, is Facebook really the problem? Like maybe Facebook's not the problem. Maybe it's the world and all that stuff like that. But then it's like, ew. So would I be the person that's playing Squid, squid Game and like trying to justify why the game needs to happen? Justify why we need we need to continue on? Like mm. I, I, I'm deep, I'm deep in it. Like I, 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 maybe I need to unpack that and think about that. Like how, how, while I'm while I'm trying to bring up a valid point, I'm also defending, defending the evil corporation. I'm defending the the, the bad the bad game, the dangerous game. I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, that's interesting. I gotta I gotta think about it. I gotta unpack it because I don't know where I land. I think with. With um, a lot of people that I know, I feel like they fall into one of two camps. They're either, and let's just talk about the game as a metaphor for like the game we all play in society, like the economy, capitalism, all that shit. Sure. Because I think that's kind of what Squid Game is in a way. Um, Although Squid Game, they say this multiple times, unlike the real world, it's supposed to be a place where everyone is equal, where everyone starts as equals and everyone has equal chance to win and, and, and beat the game. That that is something that's very interesting because uh, we don't have that in, in our real society. Everyone can't get that forty six million dollars or whatever the money prize is. Like you can't you can't get that the same way. No, not at all. And and people start from different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this, everyone starts in the same place. Yeah. Albeit, you know, there are certain games where you know people have certain advantages and and whatnot. But it's supposed to be, you know, for the most part, equal. Even even in the real world, I think there are, there are. Uh, it's it, I think it was trying to say squid. Even though Squid Game's trying to be equal, it's not perfect either. Uh, yeah, because there's people finding ways around it. Yeah, um, but but my larger point is, people fall into one of two camps. They either fall into the I'm just playing the game. I keep my head down. I do what I'm trying to do, or they fall into the like this system is broken and we need to do everything we can to fix it. I'm not going to play by the the broken systems rules. I'm going to, you know, go out of my way to support things that don't fall into the categories that I dislike. Like, you know, I'm going to choose uh sustainable products instead of uh, you know, trash. I'm going to or like, you know, stuff that the just gets thrown out. I'm going to support these causes that are, you know, separate and and trying to to make a better society. Or like I'm I'm you know not going to work for some evil corporation. I'm going to you know work for myself, be independent, yada yada yada. Um, and it's hard for me to fully a hundred percent embrace the like fuck the system side because at the same time like it's not possible to do to a certain degree. Like you can't go out on the go off out of the grid live without any connection to society or like the system as it's set up like the way that it's set up it, it, it you can't actually do that at some point you come across way, ways in which you're compromising those 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 standards no matter what yeah the i see that you're reminding me of why i get so frustrated with when people say we got to just like abolish things because the way how i take that is is that it's 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 like the 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 analogy I always use with Cinderella, Disney Cinderella, the the original cartoon one, um, where the sisters said the sisters and the mom said you can't go to the ball because you don't have a dress to wear, 
And mm-hmm. they because th- they, th- they said this bitch is in rags. She ain't gonna be able to go. She ain't gonna get no dress. But little did they know she had a she had some uh unpaid <laughs> low paid m- mice to help make help her make a dress. Oh, and so those those unpaid mice, low paid mice, uh, they went and got stole pieces of the sisters' dresses and or the items that they didn't want and then that they did, they threw away and they made her a dress. And so then when it, when Cinderella presented them with this dress, she's like, I got this dress that these random uh, black and Mexican mice made for me. <laughs> um, and then, but the sisters got Gus, mad. Gus, Yeah, Gus, Gus and them. But then, so the sisters got mad and started ripping the dress. they like, uh-uh, that was mine. And that was mine. Even though this is trash and things they threw away and didn't want anymore, they ripped and tore that dress up. And they were like, I don't want it, but you can't have it. That's how I see the abolishment of things is where people go, Oh, well, the way how we can fix this institution is that we can diversify it and include women and, and change policies and, and hold people accountable and stuff like that. Everyone goes, no, we just need to destroy it. Just get rid of it. To me, that sounds like instead of, instead of trying to fix things or, or, or do or, and, and include people and become inclusive, you'd rather just burn it to the ground. That's how much you don't even want to include me is that you'd rather destroy it. You'd rather, you'd rather that should be set on fire than let me have some of it. And I, and that's how I I I feel where people in in relation to like Squid Game and and the, and the way how opportunity is is like instead of giving people opportunities to the to, to the little man or instead of big corporations or people that have the one percent wealth instead of helping people they're like I'd rather just all this shit burn up to the ground and help somebody else out and I'm like I don't get that it doesn't make any sense to me so that's I I I don't. It doesn't. I don't. I don't understand why it has to be that way. Don't don't abolish. Don't destroy things. Let's just 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 give more opportunities to people. So I don't know. I guess I, I guess now they're saying this. I'm like circling back in my head. Like yeah, I probably would be okay with Squid Game. <laughs> like I, mean, I, I probably I probably would be one of the people like running it because I honestly would be like, look, I'm tired. Y'all y'all didn't give me no other option. I try to tell you we need like. Well, actually no. I would I would just tell the the, the 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 rich guys that run it like why don't you just give everybody part of the forty six million dollars right it's why like, are you making everybody fight for it so actually I would be against it yeah I'm, I'm, okay I'm a backpedal that, on that that's a great point because that is part of it where it's like should should we spoil the end can we talk about the ending uh I think it's sure. important to talk about it because it'll help bring spoiler it spoiler alert it'll help bring it to God if you if everything else wasn't a spoiler this definitely will be yeah. Okay. So pause, turn it off. Um, so when it is revealed what is going on in Squid Game is it's essentially being run for a bunch of rich people who are bored. And in the same way that the lead character wants to bet on horses to try and um, better him, his luck, mm-hmm. these rich people who have way too much money, more money than they know what to do with, want to bet on people in a sick and twisted, you know, the what's the what's the movie where the guy the rich guy wants to hunt a man, the greatest game or the most dangerous game. Yeah, yeah. In a most dangerous game, Hunger Games type of way, bet on people as human horses trying to win this rat race. Yes. And offer a bunch of money as the prize. But see this is it's more this one is like almost like dogfighting or cockfighting or whatever. Yeah. Because like they, they don't even have a hand in it. It's not it's not like they're physically going to hunt. 
They're literally just throwing them all in the little a little bowl and letting them fight, fight yeah, each other. Yeah, literally betting on it. Betting on who they think they're going to win and throwing money around. Yeah. And they pay, I'm sure, extravagant amounts of money to have this set up. Which is, this is not this is not something new. This is this kind of storyline has been told a lot. This is in Hunger Games. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, it's rich people like betting on these different people. Which a lot of times is what's going on. I mean, I mean, is that not what modern sports is, essentially? Yeah. You have all the sports owners of, who own teams and... You know, they don't kill each other, but they give each other brain damage in the case of football. Shit. I mean, that's what social media is. It's, these, are, these are very wealthy companies that are just basically like, let's see how you guys handle it. Who survives and who doesn't? Who becomes successful or not? Who, who starts a business from it? Who, do, who commits suicide from it? Who uh, becomes a successful influencer? Who gets more popular with their, with their craft, whether they're a musician or an actor or something like that? It's like, it's like a free-for-all and they, and they just sit there to get, and get to watch and monitor us like go crazy over this shit. It's, it's, it's fucked up. But I... The thing is that in the, another kind of spoiler is that when the main guy who's in charge of it explains why he, why he did it, I like, it 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 was so interesting to me where he there's like there's this moment where he's kind of like a character he's another person he sees and he's like, let's make a bet to see if someone's gonna help this because it's like it's a person on the street that's like damn near dying like a, a homeless person or a drunk yeah. addict, drug addict or something like damn near dying and he's like let's place a let's make a bet to see if someone's gonna help this person by midnight and one is so a one one obviously this the one guy is like agrees to the bet and then the other and then the the guy who's in charge of all of it thinks that no one is gonna help him then someone does end up coming to help them but there's a couple people that pass this person that's down on the street yeah and so I was like oh. Is that the two the two groups? Like that made me think about the two groups that are involved in the Squid Game. The people in the pink are people that would pass someone on the street and not mm. help them. They're the people who like who like I'm gonna get mine. I'm a, I'm a, I'm all about me. I'm me 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 me. They're not they're not they don't give a fuck about the human condition, which is why they have a capacity to shoot people if they break the rules. That's why they shoot have people, to, yeah. That's shoot why they have when they lose the game. Yeah, yeah, shoot people when they lose the game or break the rules. They they have the capacity to just to pick up dead bodies and throw them and incinerate them because it was like, whatever, just another person. They all wear masks because that to them, individuality doesn't matter. It's all about, you got to get, you got to do, take fin for yourself. Pick You're yourself by your bootstraps. System. You're just part of the system. Yeah. So you could be, you could either be that person or you could be the other person who is, also part of the system, but you're the part of the system where you're just trying to get ahead and in and based off of dependency on others, based off of like debt and family, whatever it may be, you have you have you have this justification why why you're playing the system. Other part one person is just like, I'm just it's all about me. The other person is like, it's all about everyone else is what they're telling themselves, but it's the, it's the, they're, both, they're both selfish ambitions. One is just selfish based off of uh, self-preservation. The other one's selfish ambitions based off of like the preservation of everyone, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does So like it, it's, it was so interesting, those two, separate, those two separate people. It makes me think about like, which one am I? Whether yeah. using social media or just interacting with people in person. Yeah, no, it's worth asking. And you know what's interesting is we never really learn where those people in the red mask come from. No, we don't ever even get to, we get to see like one of their faces. And hopefully, it. it seems like they're going to do a season two, so hopefully they talk more about that. I mean, it'd be cool to show the games from someone on that side's perspective, like how they get involved. Yeah, uh, but maybe would, it's more. interesting. I would love to follow that. Maybe it's more interesting. That it's a mystery. Yeah. Um, one last thing on that spoiler. 
is there's something that the person who created the whole game uh, says in that same exchange. And they say, uh, in, in explaining why they came up with the game, they say that, you know, there's, they're not so different from the people playing the game as the people who started the game. That people with not enough money and people with too much money have the same thing in common. And that living is not fun for either of them. Yeah. How twisted is that? I think I've, I've heard that before. Yeah, me too. I, I've, I've, I've thought about that. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. When you, when you reach those levels, you, you, become, you become a person who's, who, whose preservation is based off of, is very selfish. Because if you're extremely poor, you're like, I need to survive. I'm going to die. I'm yeah. sorry, y'all. There might be things that I do that are very selfish, but if I don't, I'm going to die. I need to eat. I need to live. My family needs to live. Now, right. if you're extremely wealthy and extremely rich, you're like, I have all this wealth. I need to maintain this wealth because this wealth is my family's money. I earned it. I worked really hard. Also, if I drop the ball, then a whole bunch of people, whether it's a corporation or a country or something like that, could, could fall into ruin. So I have to maintain maintain this power any way I can. Sorry, y'all, if you get hurt along the way. Both of those people are like, sorry if you get hurt along the way. I got to do what I got to do to preserve what I got. Yes. And it's and it's so crazy. And it's like all the people in the middle are just like, shit. <laughs> like, we, like we, I ain't even trying to get down like that. I ain't trying to be extremely, I'm not trying to be a billionaire and I'm not trying to be completely broke poor. But like, I just want to just chill in the middle. But you guys are using me both to... One one person is using me to hold the other person down, and the other person is using me to bring down the other person. Interesting. I I, I think it's like people just want to earn a living wage, a sustainable lifestyle, doing something that they feel has is valuable. Most people want to do that, but I think when you're in the ultra desperate or the ultra rich mentality, the like. There's another thing that comes into play, and it's that survival thing. For I think survival for the people that are in the desperate stakes that would join Squid Game, and I think there is a life is meaningless level of, of, um, you just nothing is fun for you anymore. So you have to create these sicker and sicker twisted ways to, to, gain value. Like you have to get even more millions to the point where you get billions, or you have to get billions to the point that you get tens of billions or hundreds of billions because nothing else really has value to you at that point. And it's an addiction that people get. I, I truly think that it's, a, it's an addiction to, to just like growing that number. Because they could easily give that money away. Like to your point, they don't have to kill anyone. They could just put a bunch of money in a pot and then we say, we're going to give this to all these people who are in debt. Yeah. If, if all of the billionaires got together tomorrow and snapped their fingers and decided they wanted to solve all of these economic issues that people have where, where they're destitute, they could totally do that. But they don't do it. Why? I, I mean, I feel like they don't do it because there's a, there's a risk that if they did that, that, that raises the, the probability that one of those people can take their seat. Yeah, becomes self-preservation. self-preservation. Yeah, why? Like, if you were the smartest man in the world and then they told you, you can continue to be the smartest man in the world or you can give parts, part of your intelligence, all of your intelligence to everyone in the world and everyone gets to be smart too. 
you'd be like, no, because then I'm not the smartest man in the world anymore. Yeah. I don't want to give away my intelligence to other people so they can be just the same as me because then I'm no longer the, the smartest. I'm no, no longer, longer the special. best. But it's like, but what if you had enough to give to make everyone just mediocre, like, like not even the smartest. They just, they're just smarter. And you still get to stay the smartest. You have that much intelligence. Like, why, why, why don't you want to give a little bit? And he's like, oh, because then that person has the ability to probably one day become smarter than me. That's just, like, why are we living in a world where we're so worried about what could happen? Like, like we're, uh, we're worried about that for certain things, though. Not, we're not worried about what could happen if we continue to destroy the planet. We're, like, people are just worried about what could happen if someone get, gets a better education or if a black woman is in charge or if, uh, uh, if gay people get to be on TV more. We're all worried about these, like, stupid social implications, but not, which it, it, it's not even true that, like, those things are going to happen. It's all just speculation. Yeah. I, I think it just comes down to a fundamental, like, problem of value of where people put their value. And, and I think that's what Squid Game is trying to show, is, like, like people put so much value into money, like, and, and the gain that that gives you. But the main character, you know, spoiler alert, when they win, the thing that they were, both the things that they were fighting for, they didn't end up coming to fruition. So the money was pointless. Oh, yeah. He, gets, he goes and, like, buys this red wig... That was the ugliest. It wasn't a wig. I liked it. He went he and dyed like, his hair. He looked so animated. No, he looked, he looked at a hot mess. He had this <laughs> ugly little red synthetic hair. I was like, ah. But haven't you been to Fantastic Sam's and there's that picture of that model with the red, like, acid red hair? Absolutely. And I'm you're like, always I'm, like, you're like, who gets that haircut? I mean, my I, my hair kind of looks like kind of like that right now. It's just not red. But I was just mad because I was like, all that money you got forty six million dollars, whatever. That's what you got. Your your shit should be. I, my hair would have been made with platinum gold, like actual gold. If I had that money, <laughs> like come on now. He it was. I mean, it, it's it's it was just fun. It's a funny ending to me. Yeah. But it's just it stops it stops meaning things and it's because we put value in the wrong things. Like a rich person puts value in them in themselves being rich. Like they put value in themselves like having this power to do this instead of like, hey, how can I give back to my community? How can I be like how can I make the world better? I think some people think that if they accumulate more power they'll be able to make the world more better. But I think in the pursuit of power, you lose the track of what you were trying to do with it in the first place. So uh, let's let's wrap this up. Where 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 does this where do we go from here? Because we 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 know by now we I feel at least for ourselves that our response, our reaction, and even the the being alive and in and dealing with the experience of Facebook, social media, and this boom of information and technology and stuff like that. We are in a real life squid game. We know we in it. So like what I'm like for me, I'm like, what do I do at this point? Like who how how do I move move forward next? Well it's like do you play the game or do you quit? Cause I don't think you can quit. Like as as messed up I don't as have that the is power to do that. Yeah, I don't think like there's no there's no way for us to get out of the game. Because the only way we could do it is if a majority of us agreed. And a majority of us don't, do not agree. Oh, that is so true. Fuck. Yeah, it, it's, it's essentially that. It's, and I, I, think, I think the people, to their credit, who want to break from the system and abolish things and redo it, are trying to get everyone on their side. They're trying to get everyone on the majority. 
to say, hey, we need to take, go back to the drawing board here and try this again. Yeah. And, like, I got the chaos in me. I'm down. Like, like I, I would be down to, to, to do that. But I think it's, like, until the majority agrees, there's no way to really... There's no functional way to do it and still not, not die. End up dead. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta play this squid game, I think. Yeah. Is that dark? Like, I don't know. It's very dark. It is kind of dark. I mean, we, but uh, I will say that there, there were moments in Squid Game in the show that there were some people that were very, that were very helpful to others and, and did their best to help each other. When, the, when they started to succeed is when they got to know each other's names. Yeah. When they, when they were like, let's work together. Yeah. Let's get through this. It was helpful. In yeah. the end, in the end, like people got some people got selfish and, and kind of screwed it up. But I will say that they did get ahead when they started to, to strategize together because everyone had different strengths and stuff and different skills. When they put all those different skills together, it helped them get ahead. So I, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that, and I'm gonna be one of those people. I'm gonna be one of those people like, hey, look, y'all, I might die. I might not make it out of this game alive, and this shit is not really, not really, you know geared towards making it easier for me but I, if I put my head together with y'all and use some of the skills I got, I ain't got all the skills but I got some, some that can help us get through some games if we work together we can get far we can get yeah. far enough and yeah. one of us can make it one of us can get the fuck up out of here and get this 46 million dollars and change the game <laughs> but I don't know it might not be me but let's work together that's, that's, that's yeah. what I'm going to take from this that's what yeah. I'm going to take from social media I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to use it the proper way all the time I might con- accidentally contribute to some of the negativity but I know my intentions are to help others and to, and to work together so that maybe we can make this better one of us can get out of here and then blow the whistle on it. Because that's basically what he has said at the end of the series. Is he's like, I'm going to find out who you are. And I'm going to expose this, basically. Yeah, I'm going to shut this shit down. Yeah. But so, until allowed to do that, you're going to need the power. Yeah. So basically, we need to play the game until we get to the, to the end. And then we can Francis Hogan this shit. And, and blow the whistle on it. And try and, 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 and fix it. And, and redo it. Yes. Right. Francis Hogan just sounds like a... Like a fairy tale character, she uh, maybe she is. Yes. Once upon a time, in the old enchanted forest, there lived a woman called Frances Hoggin. Frances Hoggin used to find mushrooms growing outside of her house, and she used to sell those mushrooms to little children. And it just sounds like an old <laughs> what, fairy tale. One time, character. Frances Hoggin tried to cross the border from Canada into America with oh, mushrooms, no. <laughs> and, and accidentally got pulled over by the uh, border patrol. Oh my gosh. Needless to say, Francis Hogan did not make it across the border. Yes, now Francis Hogan lives in the wilderness. <laughs> uh, but that's not true because this is a real person. Sorry, Francis, we're not talking about Yeah, wait, <laughs> I forgot. The, the names, these are fictitious names. Any coincidence <laughs> or any uh, similarity to any person living or dead is purely coincidence. There, there's a legal disclaimer. And now that we had that huge conversation about how bad social media could be, Make sure you listen to the last part of this episode where we tell you what to do on social media. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. For more, go to www.blackmanrightworld.com or email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.